What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode of Bleacher Banter, presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. You got Jones and Sully here, and what a week it has been in the NBA from the draft last, what, five, six days ago now to um, the to NBA free agency opening on Monday with a flurry of moves Monday night, and we've kind of had a couple of big moves uh, pilfer in since then. Uh, but, you know, the, the landscape of the league is, has changed a little bit. You know, uh, the Lakers seemingly signing everyone under the sun uh the the Knicks making some moves the Bulls reshaping their roster uh there's a lot of a lot of teams that look a lot different today than they did 72 hours ago um I mean first off first reactions who did I mean who obviously the Lakers are you have to say are the big winners so far but is there anyone else that really stands out to you do you like is there anything you didn't really like the Lakers did um yeah, so definitely the Lakers are a big winner. Uh, you know, we looked at, you know, they didn't have enough, a ton of money, but thankfully I think that, that trade helped them a little bit. Right, what was it, Kuzma and uh, KCP, and was it someone else for us? Uh, I cannot just remember. Just those two. It might have been, been a throw-in guy. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it was... Obviously the first-round pick as well. There was two of those guys, you know, two of those guys, I always said, you know, doesn't mind if they I don't mind if they lose them really I I think that they can they can go off of them if it means to get a third star which it, it did mean to get a third star um obviously in 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 Russ and Russ's dynamic and erratic and you know he's I mean as a third star if Anthony Davis is healthy he's great I mean Russ Westbrook's never been a three on a team um he's really no because in OKC he was the two uh, he was the two and then he was the one and when he was with Paul George, he was, you know, one or two, whatever you want to say. With Harden, he was, you know, and Chris Paul, one or two stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think Russ and, and LeBron, they, you know, I think the shooting is the issue, but uh, the dy- how dynamic they could be in the fit, in the in, in the open court could be really exciting. But um, so they have a really old team. They started signing, like, everyone that was old. You know, they went um, – Ariza was a good deal. Um you know, Melo is an older guy. Obviously, they need shooting, so Melo really helps them there. He can still – he's a bucket. Wayne um, Ellington. Wayne Ellington is old but can shoot for sure. Um, Dwight Howard, uh, you know, he's kind of like a cheaper – but you know, I don't know if he's better than Drummond, but he's definitely a better value than Drummond. I, I still think Drummond's a better player, but, um, you know, obviously they won with him two years ago. I think Dwight Howard was was a perfect fit. Um, yeah, I think it's more about fit – with Drummond than I mean with yeah. Howard than it is with you know with skill or what yeah, he's contributing. He knows, he knows the system, you know. I saw I saw a quote about Drummond the other day. I thought was perfect. Uh, it was so, something along the lines of paraphrasing here that Drummond's the first guy ever that could have thirty and twenty in a game and have zero effect on the outcome. Yeah, it, it it's it's odd. It really feels weird. Like he can just have. Just like such empty numbers, and he's and he's and he's so good at at, at rebounding, and and being a presence, and uh, offensively he doesn't give you much, but he gives you a lot of putbacks and offensive rebounds. But it's very it's a very odd phenomenon with him. Uh, but then you know I mean Ken Bazemore, he's nothing special, he's whatever. But um, but then they started getting the young talent, an influx of new young talent. They re-signed Taylor Horton Tucker, which we you know we had our questions if they you know. If he'd come back, so that was a huge get for him because he's a guy that has a d- 
decently high ceiling for a role player. They were lucky um, they, no one else threw threw money at him because there was a lot of rumors, a lot of GMs talking a big game about him, about money that was going to be thrown at him this offseason during the season. Yeah, I, I mean, what are they going to make, three years, 32, 33? I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a friendly deal. That's not a bad deal at all for someone that's not – he really hasn't made a huge impact yet, but it just seems like uh, he can. Be, he he's really talented and he's a wing. Uh, definitely something they can use, create, his, make his own shot. And the other two guys that are really interesting is Malik Monk, who Malik Monk had some games with Charlotte, especially when Graham was out or Rozier was out. He was taking over in certain games. Malik Monk is a guy that can create his own shot, um, can score, can shoot from three, can pass. Like I love the Malik. Monk signing uh, on the on on the minimum, like he is absolutely someone that you know that can cre- that can do everything for him. When when LeBron's off, like Malik Monk, there you go. Like with Russ, Malik Monk and Russ, there you go. Like he's got the athleticism, he's got the talent. It's never been a question about neither of those things. So and he actually started to shoot well last year near the end yeah, of the year. Yeah, he did. He did start to shoot well. Which was, as well. you know, I mean, coming out of coming out of Kentucky, that was his biggest strength. I mean, he's an undersized shooting guard. He's kind of a tweener. What can't is he, handle 6'2"? the ball. I think he might be 6'3", but you know, regardless, he's, skinny, he, yeah, he's, he, he's not a he's not enough of a distributor to play point guard and he's no, not, not he doesn't have the athletic body to stick with most shooting guards, you know, even someone like you know Donovan Mitchell and Dwayne Wade are, are considered undersized shooting guards, but they had they had mm-hmm. some bulk on them. Malik yeah. Monk's a, a you know he's chicken wire, you know he's <laughs> skinny as hell. I so, never a chicken wire. Chicken wire. It's like the super thin. Uh, it looks like a chain link fence, but they put it in like chicken coops, and it's oh. super thin. Oh okay. Uh, you you'd know it if you saw it, but it's just yeah, like no, super. I, 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 I know what it super is thin now. Wire. I, just, I haven't heard that expression, but that's that's yeah that that sounds fitting. He's He's a stick. He's a yeah, stick, but that's yeah, probably he, a better better term. <laughs> yeah, and then but then and then they got Kendrick Nunn from my Heat, two years, ten million. He was the mid level, I believe. Um, yeah, he's he spun spurned my Knicks. Uh, I mean, that, he, he's he's pretty good. I mean, he, I don't know if Nunn is anything special, but he's pretty good. Uh, he's got some stretches where, you know, he's a he's a he's a decent point guard. He can score. Um, yeah, I was I was looking shoot. at some uh, Heat Twitter today, and they were all complaining that. Uh, with by signing with the Lakers, the media turned Kendrick Nunn from overrated to underrated just because yeah. he signed with the Lakers. It's like okay, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Cause I, I mean, obviously he came out of the he came out and was like a you know kind of a mini sensation, you know, and then then he dropped yeah. off big time. Yeah, he dropped. He lost playing time last year after he got uh he got injured. Um, and then I believe did he. Did he get COVID? I don't know. It was, he 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 got he lost his way out of the rotation, um, and then this year he kind of worked his way back into the rotation with Hero struggles. Um, I mean, obviously last year Hero and Duncan were so good that you know they didn't have Andrajic had a great year year before last as well. So um, he was good in, in in some limited time. You know, the, his playing time was sporadic, but he always was ready to play. So I think he's definitely a really solid addition. I wasn't very, terribly sad to lose him because obviously. We'll get to the heat later, but we, you know, we have a full slow, slow of guards. Uh, but I think you know they have a deep team. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like they have, um, you know, what what do we got here? If you got, they have like they're like legit ten deep right now. Um, and that's yeah, like no, not they, inc- they put together. That's not uh, including like Wayne Ellington. That's like 
players that can actually, like, not including Wayne Allington and Basmore, players that can actually, yeah, that's... Contribute. Yeah, they have five Hall of Famers. You know what this Laker team kind of somewhat reminds me of? It's that it's that um, that team that lost the Pistons with Carl uh, uh, Malone on it and, like, all the... Yeah, the 0-4 Pistons. That was the... The 0-4 Pistons beat. That uh, yeah. you know, with with you know, with Kobe and Shaq and Kobe, and Shaq, Carl Malone, Gary Payton, Zoe. and I Zoe, right? Or no, Zoe was on the Heat. No, then. it was it was uh, I don't remember Payton. if Glenn Rice was still there or not. Eddie, Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones, I I, I think he was, he was in Miami at that time too. Yeah, he he may have been, but they okay. they had just like all they had all Hall of Famers and stars, and they were older. And, yeah. Um, and uh, he. Yeah, I, I I think this could work though. I think this definitely can work. They you know they have they have the potential to win it all. Clearly, it's gonna come down to AD's health at the end of the day. Really, I mean. Yeah, I thought they did a good job of filling out the rest of that team. Did we even mention Melo? Like Melo's a you know. Yeah, briefly. He's yeah, gonna Mello's... be a, a solid contributor for them off the bench. I mean, he, could could he start? Who who's gonna start? Wing well, what's, over their, him. what's their starting lineup looking like right now? It's probably saying Westbrook, LeBron, AD. Who, who else is, who else? Who's going to start at the wing over Mello that they have? Taylor Horton Tucker. No. I'm not starting him over Mello. No. So Mello might their, get a starting their, job. Who's their, who's their shooting guard right now? Because KCP left. I I think Taylor Horton Tucker is the only one on the roster because Caruso left too. I mean, I, I think Melo's going to start at the three, or the two. Why wouldn't he? I guess he is. I don't know. I mean. Just because he's starting, it doesn't mean he has to play big minutes. You know, I'm not, I don't think they yeah. want to run Carmelo, 36, 37-year-old is Carmelo Dwight, Anthony. Dwight Howard's starting too then, right, as center? I would presume. I mean, that, did you see how Marc Gasol looked in the Olympics the other day? It was embarrassing. Yeah. He had well, zero I, I points. Didn't, I didn't know if, if they were, they were, if they went a little smaller and go AD at the five, LeBron at the four, you know, a little something like that. I mean, I, could, I, you could, could argue that's could a better start, lineup. They, they could, could do that with Ariza. They, they could do that with Ariza in there. That's as, true. As I mean, Ariza's still a solid three and D guy, but at the end of the day, like, I mean, I don't I don't think, even with Ariza's defensive prowess, I don't think net-net he brings more to the starting lineup than Carmelo Anthony. No, I don't think he does either. I, th- I mean, they'll definitely probably both play 25 30 minutes a pop something like that um yeah that would make sense yeah but i mean yeah i I thought they i think it was clear like i thought the concerns were valid around westbrook's fit with lebron and how that would kind of play out and their lack of shooting um and their lack of depth but i think they did a really good job of surrounding the rest of the team with players that can kind of make up for that because i don't think that's Mm going to go away and i'm not i uh, you know how I feel about Russell Westbrook. I, there's really no way you're going to convince me the way this team is presently constructed that they won because of Russell Westbrook. I I, no, I will I mean, forever I mean, he's, be he's the third. if they if they win, I think they win in spite of Russell Westbrook. Obviously, Russell Westbrook is gonna is gonna uh, contribute a lot in a lot of different ways. But when I say in spite of, I'm saying their road would have been much easier with another option instead of Russell Westbrook, an option that may have had less star power and had may had, and has a different skill set. Yeah, but, it's, it's possible. I just, um, you know, if he, if he really doesn't shoot the ball as much as he's normally accustomed to, which he a little, he slowed down last year a bit. So if he can, if he can stop shooting threes, 
he can definitely be an, more of an asset than a liability offensively. I think that's that's pretty much the main key with Russ because he's great at rebounding. He's great at you know willing passer. Uh, he's improved defensively. Gives you a lot of energy. Leads the fast break. So he helps in a lot of categories. But when he's shooting very inefficiently, and he's chucking up shots when you know you're down in the fourth quarter. That's where that's where Russ hurts you. That's where 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 he kills his teams that he's been on. He got better at that last year. So uh, I would think if anyone could get it in his head to not shoot, it would hopefully be LeBron. But um, I think you know I think he he could definitely help them in ways. But my I think feel like years ago when Russ was like everyone was like Russ, you know triple double Russ. The big thing was like, can Russ be a the number one and win? Win on a team as a number one. You and I always said no. He'll never win as the number one. Um, you know, on on a team. And then the conversation was like, can he be a number two and win on a team? And we, you and me, were like, no, he can't. Like he's the like he's continually keeps the tr- keeps trying and he can't do it. But Russ as a number three on a team, I like that. I like Russ as my number. It's three. a different story for yeah, sure. It's a different like story. We've now. At no point can anyone say Russell Westbrook could win a championship as a number one player. And at yeah. no point can anyone say Russell Westbrook could win a championship as a number two player. We've had years of data to prove that point as him as both yeah. a number one and a number two. If he can't win as a number three and LeBron, LeBron and AD are his number one and two, there's no argument against the Russell Westbrook can be a winner or Russell Westbrook is a winner. He's just not at that point. You know, yeah. he's he's a detriment to winning. I don't care what his stats say. He'll be the Andre Drummond of point guards. I know, it doesn't matter what his stats say. It doesn't matter if he's putting up 30, 30, and 30 triple doubles. If he can't win with LeBron yeah. as his fucking one and AD as his two, he's he's a detriment to winning at, at every level. Yeah, I, mean, those I don't know how else you top, explain it to him. They're top five players. Yeah. I don't know how the only, else you, the only how, caveat how you justify that would be is the only caveat would be is if if AD was like just injured and out that'd be the only thing. Yeah, I mean injuries are going to be a real concern for this team because you know LeBron for the first time showed last year he's mortal when it comes to injuries. He he yeah. sustained the first somewhat serious injury of his career last year. Mm-hmm. You know, and AD is he he's missed he's had over fifty different injuries in his career he's in what class, yeah. nine years something like that. So he's. He's always going to be an injury concern. And Westbrook, he hasn't been, I wouldn't call Westbrook injury prone. No, he's, but, he, Westbrook's, I'd say, very healthy for the most part. Yeah, um, yeah, I, w- I would say that but, too. I but mean, it's the just, the there's day, other players like Melo's old. Melo doesn't really get injury prone either. He's just up there. No, um, Melo's game kind of keeps him from being injury prone. Yeah. He's never been a high flyer. Um, he's very methodical with, you know, the way he, a lot of uh, Paul Pierce in him these days. Yeah. You know? So he's not a – his game isn't conducive yeah, to getting body, injured. Yeah, his body's not on the line much. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. He's not out there taking charges. Russ's body is on the line a lot. So there are some potential chances for injury there. But, I mean, he's been playing that way for his whole career and, it you know, 10, 11 years. And that hasn't – it hasn't really hit him hard yet. I mean, I think he, he missed one year with a major injury where he missed like half the season, right? Something like that. Or yeah, I think most so. of the season. And one, one of the years in OKC. Yeah. Um, when Durant was there, maybe like 15 or 16, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, age is going to be a problem for them. But I think they have enough depth now where they have fallback. You know, if they obviously if they lose AD or LeBron for extended period of time, they're in trouble. 
You know, if they if they lose them either of those guys for the playoffs or for part of the playoffs, they're not winning the title. Yeah, it's and, really just timing. Like, if, I mean, if exactly, if they, you know, if if they're healthy in the playoffs, I'm decently confident, fairly confident they'll they'll win it or at least be in the finals. Um, but you know, you know, if it's a few game stretch, I think they could get through. If it's early on enough in the playoffs, they could they could get through it. You know, but uh, yeah, they're they're a team that definitely they're older, they're older. So it was, I think it was good for for them to get some of that influx of young talent with with Monk and. Tucker and and none at least as some fallback guys and guards and explosive players. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it, I think you have to expect them to be shorthanded at some points throughout the year. You just hope, mm-hmm. as a Laker fan, it's not doesn't they don't yeah. pile together too much uh, or overlap. Um, but you know, they, and if they lose two or even if they lose two or three rotational guys, you know, like like Mello's hurt and Monk's hurt and. You know, and nuns hurt. Like they're gonna, they're gonna be a little short on the depth, you know, chart for a while. You know, they're not gonna be a, a deep team while that while that happens. They are a deep yeah. team now, but I mean, if they lose any of those ten guys, their their options behind that are are minimal and not great. You know, so it'll be a concern for them. But I mean, if they stay relatively healthy and can get right for the playoffs, I think that'll be a big thing for them this year. They wouldn't be surprised to see some load management down the stretch, even if it means them dropping. Uh, one or two seeds in the standings. Um, I think they learned that last year. It doesn't really, you know, didn't necessarily matter. Injuries, no injuries. They, they if they if they were healthy, a lot of people had them beating the Suns. You know, I'm sure yeah. both of us probably would have put that money on them. I mean, yeah. I think both of us probably picked the Lakers to win before going into <laughs> that series, but then yeah. injuries happened, so mm-hmm. it became a different series. So. We'll see, but the, the Lakers have certainly set themselves up. They are certainly uh, a, a championship-caliber team again. I think last year, even at fully healthy, they were kind of teetering on that, are they really a true title contender? And now that now they are. You know, they are on paper. They're, yeah. they're flat out better. Um, but, you know, surprisingly, they're still not the favorites. Over the, the Nets are still the favorites. And the Nets haven't done, like, a whole lot. You know, they they yeah. did – Patty Mills was a big signing for them. I think that's going to be yeah. huge. But they – you know, they obviously they didn't have him last year, but they Dinwiddie left, and that was a potential big piece coming back for them. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of points that they're leaving on the board. Although Dinwiddie hasn't, like, necessarily signed yet. I mean, it's reported mm-hmm. he's, like, working on a deal with Washington, but there hasn't been any confirmation that he got the deal or numbers thrown around. It's just – the report is Spencer Dinwiddie is nearing a deal with the Wizards, and we haven't gotten anything more than that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd imagine he's not returning to the Nets either way, though. Um, oh, no, I think he, he's gone from yeah. the Nets, but it's just yeah, it's definitely. interesting to see, yeah. you know, kind of what he's doing with the Wizards. And I also don't know what the Wizards' cap situation is. It can't be that great, especially after, you know, because they, they essentially took back most of Westbrook's salary in that trade. Um, well, they, well, they really didn't sign anyone. I mean, they they haven't they lost Mo Wagner. I mean, they didn't they and, you know they took they picked up KCP and and Kuzma in the trade, but they've been very inactive because of probably because of the cap. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, they're they're right up against the cap. I mean, they're they're at 120, just short of 122 million on their salary cap. 
nine right now. Yeah, that's that's that, that's a bit. That's not good. You know, and they got uh, the the Bertons contract is really killing them. They got him for four more years at 16, 16, 17, and oh. 16 million. That's that's probably one of the worst deals in the league. Yeah. I mean, okay, granted, let me take that back. Let me take that back. I'm looking at this. That that was their number with Westbrook. So, uh, assuming, I, I know KTP and Kuzma totaled around 23, 24 million combined. So maybe they do have some space. Um, let me see who else went in that deal with with the Lakers because if it was only those two then they got some money but I also don't I don't think that's enough of a makeup to have them you know to have them make that deal oh that's what it was uh what's his name Montrez Harrell he also went to the Wizards so that's 10 million so that's right there yeah that's that's 33 million okay so the Wizards Roughly should have, I'm uh, just rough math in my head between eight and eleven million in cap space right now. I don't know if that's enough for Spencer. Like, is that enough? He was looking for like fifteen, twenty million a year. I don't know, but he's also coming off an injury, so I don't know. That's true. I mean, I, I guess I haven't heard the- a lot of buzz about. I haven't heard a lot of buzz with teams saying like they want Spencer Dinwiddie. There, so. exactly. I mean, I, I thought the Knicks were going to be kind of after him, but. Uh, Weird how, how like, not. markets work. Um, I mean, look at Dennis Schroeder. Talk about your all-time failures. Turned down four years, $84 million, $21 million a year, and now he's he's nothing. He's, I don't even – there's no no one that can team? give him money. He's got – the his best chance is a signing trade with the Lakers or signing with Oklahoma City. They're the only ones with any real money left. I mean, he uh, – And they don't really need a point guard. He was with the Thunder. Yeah, that's not good. But yeah, that I mean, the Lakers are probably very happy they didn't do that deal. Yeah, I mean, think about it. The Lakers would be real fucked right now if they did that deal. They'd be, you know, not like super fucked, but they'd be pretty hamstrung. Well, they would. They wouldn't have Russ probably. No, no, because I cannot imagine the uh, Wizards taking on that contract from Schroeder. No. They wouldn't. They wouldn't trade a bad point guard contract that ends in two years for a bad point guard contract that ends in four years. Yeah. You know, say what you want about Russell Westbrook, but he's a lot better than Dennis Schroeder, even at twice the money. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Even just from a business standpoint and marketing alone, I'd, I'd pay Russ twice the oh, money yeah. I'd pay Schroeder. Um, yeah. Thank God, yeah, thank, thank God the, the Knicks avoided that Schroeder move. Uh, but, I mean, you know, switching gears to my Knicks, a little bit of a surprising move today. Pulling Kemba Walker away from the, the Thunder, I, you know, it was looking like Schroeder was kind of the only option left, and we didn't know if they'd spend that money in, on him or if they'd kind of just ride into the, to the season with what they got. I think most Knicks fans were hoping they rode with what they got, given that there was nothing seemingly out there. But, it, it, you know, to get Kemba for essentially nothing, you know. Yeah, that was, that was, a, that was a good deal. Um, I thought he was going to go to the Lakers originally or a team like that. Um you know, because I didn't think they'd be doing well with the cap, and I think it would have been an, an efficient way to get him as your third or fourth guy. But, um, yeah, this is low risk with medium to high reward. Uh, we don't know what Kemba's going to be. He was not as bad as some people make him out to be. 
Um, no, I mean, really nineteen five and four last year, and it, he was yeah. he played hurt essentially, and he had COVID, and you know, it kind of snowballed for him last year. But you know, I think people need to give him a little more credit than he's getting. Um, and the Knicks don't need him to be Charlotte Kemba. They need him to be first year on the Celtics Kemba. They need him to be you know seventeen and six, and you know just be competent, shoot the ball well, don't turn it over a lot. Give us 15 to 17 points, six or seven assists, and he's going to have a lot of yeah. guys to pass around him. He's got a lot of shooters around him now. I mean, you know, he's a huge upgrade from Alfred Baton. I mean, so am I. You know, <laughs> there's not, not many just, point guards in the league that aren't a huge upgrade over Alfred Payton. I know. It's just, it's just, um, I, you just see it often. He, he's, he had a bad year, year-ish, whatever you want to call it, injuries, and I think people got way too low on Kemba. I think people are too low on him right now. I think people are like, oh, like, I have Nick fans that are complaining about this. Like, I like some Nick fans are really dumb. Um, I, I, I don't understand really how dumb. you could complain about it. I don't understand how you could complain about this. I don't understand how you could justify it being a bad move. Maybe you don't think it's an amazing move if you just think Kemp is done, but there's just not much risk in there. So I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know, like, even if you think he's washed, I don't understand, like, it's $8 million, they have cap, so what? what is, you know, all-star potential point guard who can pass and and score and he was an all-star um, I mean, two years ago, like <laughs> he was he was he was up in there in conversation almost a couple of years ago like with Damian Lillard like that was almost at the Damian has upgrade has upgraded and uh, you know Kemba's had some injuries but there was there was a year or so where they were on a similar level um, and I, you know I think it's a really good move for the Knicks uh, it definitely gives them some more. Some more juice, some more potential, some more scoring, some three-point shooting that they needed, as did the signing of Evan Fournier for four years. What is it, seventy-six million? Seventy-eight million. Yeah, so 18, million. 18 and a half a year, I believe, is the average an- annual value. Solid, um, uh, solid player. Very not sexy move. It's not a move that uh, fans are going to enjoy, and it's not a fan that you know. But he can play. He's not. I wouldn't say he does anything great, but he's a good. He's definitely a good wing scorer, which is something they need. You know, he can shoot. He can shoot very well. So he he gives he he improved between Kemba and Fournier. The offense has gotten exponentially better, really. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think you know a lot of. I was surprised at kind of the quick negative reaction to the Fournier signing, but. It's just when you look at it further, it's just still like LOL Knicks, you know, say Knicks for clicks type thing. Like, you know, the Knicks could have traded the second round pick for Giannis and the and Twitter would have said they paid too much. You know, Um, all of a sudden Giannis would have been a bad basketball player because he was coming to the Knicks. So I I didn't really read too much into it. I mean, we paid market value for Evan Fournier. That's what a a guy who's pushing 20 points a game. Definitely not cheap. Definitely not cheap. But you also had the cap. And, we um, had the cap. We had the, you know, the, he's, he's still in his 20s. Like, the guy, the, the fourth year is a team option. That's also the, the best part about all these deals, including Rose, Noel, and Burks, is all of the last years of their deals aren't guaranteed. So that's really two years of f- flexibility. And that 2022 or 2023 class, another huge free agency class. So that's a deal that, you know, you come to that free agency and you can sit there and say, okay, you look at the landscape and you say, are there stars that are going to be free agents? Great. We're going to let you guys, we're going to renounce your rights and 
we, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we'll resign you, but we need the cap space right now to see what happens. Or yeah. you look at the market and you say, okay, well, there's no no real major stars on the free agent market that we want we want to target. So who's available in a trade? And then you say, okay, we're picking up all those options. Guess what? You guys are going to get dealt somewhere. You know. So I really love how it leaves their options open over the next two years. Um, and it really doesn't hamstring them at all. You know, they, people worried about just kind of running it back with those one and two year deals. And they kind of took it a little step further because you, you have to kind of, for one, you have to show players you're going to reward them for playing well. So they brought mm-hmm. back the three guys that they needed to bring back from last year's team that were free agents in Rose, Noel, and Burks. They were the three best of the six that were free agents. Um, and then they went out and showed that they were able to commit money to two things that they needed. Two biggest needs coming into the Knicks offseason was a point guard and a, a, a wing who could shoot and create his own shot. And that's what Evan Fournier is. I don't worry to, so much about the defense compared to someone like DeRozan or the defense compared to someone like Schroeder or another point guard because in Thibs' system, everyone's a decent defender. No one's a terrible defender because they're such a good – they're so great – Team they have a they have a good they have a really uh, I'll be honest they have a very good starting lineup and bench now they have the Knicks anyway. are one of the deepest teams in the league I don't care so what have, anyone says like they so are you have uh, Kemba you have what what is it Kemba or RJ Kemba Fournier, Kemba Fournier RJ Randall you know and Mitch. Randall and Mitch and then your backup is uh, uh, Derek Rose Emmanuel quickly Alec Burks Obi Toppin and Nerlens Noel and Tosh the, Gibson. And Taj Gibson and your That's two rookies, guys. who they love, McBride and and uh, Grimes, and then uh, Vildoza, who everyone's kind of excited about, but is such a question mark. You know, he's kind of we don't know what he is yet. Um, That's eight guys, so that and then guys, you got I mean. yeah, and then you got, you got a guy like Knox and and who will probably be dealt at some point Where's this offseason. Frank off right now, it's Frank a free agent. Frank is a free agent. He's straight up unrestricted free agent. I, I mean, it, it, the Kemba Walker signing. Guarantees that Frank you is, want to bring is him not back? coming back. Uh, no, we can't. All we can do is give him a two. All we have left roster spots wise is a is a two way two two way contracts who that we'll probably give to uh, Jericho Sims who we took at fifty eight who's like a uber athletic you know jump through the gym defensive guy kind of similar to uh, uh you know a Mitch or like he's like a seven foot Obi Toppin you know. Mm-hmm. Um, a rim protector that can dunk and jump through the gym but a super raw prospect you know he got picked at 58 so he that he is what he is um and then the rumors the second con the second two-way contract is going to go to theo pinson who is a you know super well-liked locker room guy just you know similar to Taj gibson he's not going to see the floor probably but he's he's, no no he's in 82 game season theo pinson seeing the floor five to ten times yeah he's he's from uh he's he's from north carolina he went he was on the nets yeah yeah he's bounced around would you even want him though would i mean would you even want i mean like with the guard depth they now have he's so well liked no i'm sorry i meant i meant frank i mean you have oh no at this point no you have rose burke at this point no quickly because yeah. what do you, I I don't I don't have like at this point I'm there's no way you can convince me that Frank can be more of a contributor than Deuce McBride can because Deuce McBride is also an elite defender and he can shoot and he's got and he can get to the basket so like he he's an aggressive offensive player that is also I believe he was uh, all Big Twelve defense uh, you know all defensive team last year 
So he averaged almost two steals a game, I think 1.9 steals a game. So he clearly is, you know, an efficient defender, and Tibbs is only going to make him an even better defender. So I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I love Frank. I'll never, you know, have any ill will towards Frank. I, you know, I think there's a combination of him lacking development and the Knicks kind of doing him dirty with the situation he was put in, whether by their fault for not being able to develop him or by, you know, just the nature of having four coaches in five years. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's kind of the the moral of the story. I think Frank. I hope he finds another team. I hope he finds another situation. Um, but unfortunately, it's not going to be with New York. I can at see least him going to like the season. Magic. I was like, just going to say like Orlando is somewhere. Maybe OKC says, okay, sure, we'll take you know veteran veteran minimum. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Someone you know maybe like Memphis or something like another gritty team who kind of yeah. wants who's kind of still young and wants someone who's defensive minded off the bench. Because I still think he he has ways to contribute to a to an NBA team, but his his the view of him was too jaded in New York at this point on what he was and what he was supposed to be and where he was picked and you know if he can just go somewhere and reset and just kind of come in as like, like I'm going to be a bench situation. guy, yeah, I'm going to be a bench guy who's going to contribute in this little way in this specific manner, yeah. try and build my game up that way and become more of a contributor year by year because I think he's still only 23. You know, he came, he was the youngest player in the league when he got drafted. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's got to be, he can't be more than he's only been, this is next year will be his fifth year in the league. So that's, uh, that's, he's got to be 23. Maybe he'll be 24 by the time next season. The, uh, the bromance between him and the Knicks fans is finally over. And now that there's much more competent players on the team that we don't, I don't have to hear about Frank anymore. Yeah, I mean, there's like Frank will always be beloved in New York. You know, he could play 15 years for another franchise. Seems and like a great guy. I mean, it seems like he's a, like a great guy. He shot decently, very well last year in very limited time. He can play defense, but uh, the the you know the course of his career was not was not good in totality, and it was it was there was no. a lot of lows, a lot of lows, not many no, highs. It really, it wasn't yes. it wasn't wasn't good. Um, but yeah, all we can do is wish him the best, and that's it. Um, yeah. Trying to think, like, who are, who are the biggest losers of the game? I, of well, the well, I mean, I have a, so far. I mean, some of the bigger winners, I would say, also are the Miami Heat. Apparently. I, okay. Yeah. Let's let's go over the Heat because they were big the winners. Um, so for you know, for walking it. in with no virtually no cap space. Yeah. They they made some incredible improvements. Getting rid of Drogic was huge. Drogic is Drogic is not the same player he was a couple years ago. He had a really good year. Not this year, but the year before. Um, getting rid and Prince, I like Prince too. I like Prince a lot. Um, wasn't didn't love to see Prince Chua go, but um, you know him and Drogic for Lowry. Yeah, it's a no brainer. You know, I mean it's a it's it's a no brainer. I mean they're gonna lose. They knew they were gonna lose Lowry pretty much. And, and, you know Lowry's gonna gonna go gonna leave pretty much. So might as well get something for him. So works out for them. Um, and, and Lowry is, you know, Lowry's really going to improve our defense. Like, Drogic, that his thing was he couldn't really defend at all. Um, we didn't have a great defense last year. And when Lime Heat are good, we are one of the top three or four defensive teams. We can't be middle of the pack. So No, and I, I love that, you know, Tucker kind of brings back that, uh, oh, you know, yeah, obviously Tucker. he's not, he brings back that toughness, especially on defense. He kind of, I don't want like to say the, he completely fills that Jay Crowder hole, yeah, I was but say I mean, Jay Crowder. he, you know, Jay Crowder is obviously Similar more players. of an, an offensive threat. 
Uh, but you know, it's he definitely brings that same mindset and that same those same intangibles to Miami, yeah. which they were definitely missing last year. And he can guard like fours and fives at times. Like he can guard literally like bigs. Like he he, he guards like anyone. He'll just guard anyone like down low, and he'll stay tough. Yeah, well, I mean, look at what he did last year to guarding Durant for the Bucks. I mean, he could yeah. be that same for you guys in the playoffs. He could be the one guarding Giannis in the playoffs, you know? that's These are stars you're going to have to run into next year. Yeah. You're going to have to go through it if you want to make anything of really your season. Is. And another guy for toughness we got is Markeith Morris, which I he's the lesser of the Morris brothers, but he's another tough guy that can make threes. And yeah, rebound. absolutely. Um, absolutely. We, we re-signed Dwayne Dedman. Dwayne Dedman wasn't bad for us at all. Um, cause we don't really have much centers really. I mean, Bam's a center, like power forward center, but like Dwayne Dedman, like he was getting boards for us big time. So I, I actually liked bring him back cause we need that front court depth. Um, losing none, you know, n- not a huge loss. Um, and then we re-signed Oladipo today, whatever. I mean, we signed him for the veteran minimum. I, I mean, Oladipo for the short amount of games, he looked lost out there. He can be a good defender. Um, I don't really. Yeah, think I mean, he if he can, with, if he can he, be viable, a viable wing player for you guys on, you know, even if he's only playing 15, 20 minutes a night, um, there's yeah, a lot I, of high I, upside. A veterans it, minimum, who gives a shit? It's, I know it's, he's got he's got upside. He just he didn't seem to fit with us, which is, I mean, he's just not the player he once was. Um, I hope I hope it works out. I don't. I mean, I hope it works out. There's no risk. It's similar to like a Kemba type deal. Um, the downside, I guess, is if you. If he comes in and is a, a great contributor on a team that actually goes, for, you know, makes the Eastern Conference Finals or something, then you're kind of stuck eh, resigning a, him, you know. Um, it's I'll take that risk. I'll take that risk because because if if we make it to the finals again and we have a shot, I mean, all we can ask for is a shot. I mean, Duncan Robinson, five years, ninety million. That was the other noticeable one. Uh, definitely a lot of money, eighteen million per year. Would I have preferred fifteen to sixteen? Yes, I would have. But I I was hearing over twenty million from some I I assumed he was gonna leave. I assumed I was hearing twenty, twenty one, twenty two at yeah, times. Yeah, you expect the Sacramento Kings or someone to throw him big money yeah. like that. But uh, f- f- you know, it's five for he's young or he's twenty three or four, five or nine. He's got the quickest start to a bunch of three three point milestones. He's over forty percent from three. Does he do a ton for you elsewhere? He I would say this. He's not a he's not a good defender by any stretch, but he's a very willing defender. Um, he's a very willing defender. And, and that's and, half the and, battle on defense. It, it is half the battle. He's not, he's by no means a terrible defender. Um, and you know, he's not our, one of our primary defenders, but yeah, I mean, maybe we all paid by, overpaid by a couple million, but I, I'm okay with it. He, he's a guy that found his home in Miami. Uh, he's one of those like glue guys. Like he's a, he's a big glue guy for us. And especially if you take him away, like if you take his three point shooting away, we don't have many consistent three point shooters. P.J. Tucker isn't consistent. Jimmy certainly isn't consistent at three. Hero, who knows what we're getting from Hero at this point. Um, it's a bit of a wild card. I'm glad that we're not trading Hero, though, also, because it's one of those timeless things, you know, you can't... Why are you going to trade a player after his value's down and a year ago his value was high? It doesn't make sense. It's like trading anything with with value. You don't wait till it goes down. Um, not that it's easy to trade when that with that asset or player is a high, but... Uh, I'm fine taking Hero for another year. Jimmy, get under his skin, you know, get him in the gym at 4 a.m. and 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 get him going. But um, I think your hope at this point for Hero is that he kind of has a rebound year and he starts to look like he's trending up again, and then you you can trade him as one of the main pieces in a package yes. for a star before you have to pay him. 
Yes. You know, before you have to really get like similar to what the Cavs are doing with Sexton right now. But yeah. they're botching yeah. it, of course, because they're a poverty franchise. Yeah, I'm cool with that for sure. I'm definitely cool with that. But are the Heat serious contenders? I don't know. I don't really think so. I think we're the third or fourth best team in the East probably. Could be the fifth, probably third or fourth best team in the East. But um, I'm definitely more optimistic than I was. Yeah, I mean, listen, Miami absolutely is one of the teams that improved. So, yeah. I mean, I think they slot in right there. You, you're... You're now competing with with Philadelphia as a real yeah third option in in the East. You know, yeah. I'm not saying you're you're gonna end up. You could be four or five. You know, we don't yeah. we so know how this. You could be two. You know, we don't know how mm-hmm. the season's gonna shake out. We don't know what Brooklyn. We could. If I mean, gonna... the year we the year we went to the finals. I mean, who was expecting that? No one. So yeah, what were you a five we... seed that year? Something yeah. like you think we were you were five, five seed. seed. We have a shot. We have a shot at least. I'll say that we definitely have a shot. No, um, yeah, absolutely. But, and then with losers, you know, I, I, I'll be honest, you know, I don't, you know, I know you liked the uh, Warriors draft, but uh, I think Warriors are, I don't maybe you don't want to call them somewhat lo- losers. They didn't, they didn't make any significant moves. Um, yeah, I think it's fair to call them losers because of that. You know, I mean, I still think they're in a good spot. I still think they're a four or five seed, but uh, yeah, a little weird. They didn't trade any of their picks. Was expecting someone like Ben Simmons, maybe someone better, um, and you know they they haven't signed anyone. Not that they have Otto Porter Jr. I mean, he wasn't you know he looked like a nice young player at one point. You know he you know he, you know it's low risk. Uh, did they bring it, him in? I didn't even did. see that. They did. They did. Huh. Um, he's he's okay. You know he's not. That's right. I mean, like, but to me, he's just like kind of a yeah, kind of a worse signed Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, it's not. It's nothing to get excited about. And then the main Jebelitsia from the Heat. I mean, he's just like a backup big that can shoot. I mean, yeah. he could shoot. He could shoot. You know, you know, he'll give you six or seven a game. He can shoot. Um, but he, you know, he's nothing. He's a guy that's team to team. The big Steph Curry deal, making him the first player to have two two hundred dollar plus deals. Uh, it's obviously nice to lock him up. But they're getting Wiseman back. They're getting Clay back. Things are looking good for them, but they're they don't look like a top one or two. Like you could you can't look at them and be like, oh, they're there with the Lakers or oh, they're right there with those other teams right now. They're there with the Nets. Uh, they look like a team that's you know really good in the middle of the pack of, of the West to me right now. I th- I like them more than that. I think like I'm I know I know that. you like the I know you like them more, but I mean I I'm not taking you know. them over the over the Lakers or the Nets, but I'm I'm taking them over every other team in the league. You're taking them over the you you think so you think they'll be at the two seed or higher? Yeah. You think you think they'll be better than the Suns? I mean, you know, I'm not going to say they're going to be necessarily two seed or higher. I know how teams like Utah can play in the regular season, and you I know, think the I think the Suns and the Jazz are still better. But. Whatever you want to call it, seed-wise, there's no shot I'm taking the Suns or the Jazz in a seven-game series against a healthy this healthy Warriors team. Uh, I would I would take the Suns, believe me. I would take the Suns. Um, but the the Jazz also they had, they did some moves. They they got Rudy Gay, who's not that's great, a solid pickup for them. It's a solid, solid pickup. Pick they got Whiteside. They got Conley. They re-signed Conley. So th- those were some some solid moves from them. And and losers wise. I mean the Mavericks, would you say? I was just gonna say Dallas has got to be in there. Uh, they, you know, they they just didn't do much. They signed Timmy to that same contract that was a negative when they got it, and then they just said, "Yeah, four more years of this." You know, I guess they had to do something to keep him as an asset, but I would have tried to spend that money elsewhere and then sign Timmy. You know, use it in other ways. I thought they were gonna go after DeRozan. Yeah. 
another guy who's still available, Kelly Oubre Jr., who got a ton of buzz coming out of the coming into free agency and hasn't. He's kind of with Schroeder. He just hasn't gotten any. There's been no bites on him. You know, there's still like mm-hmm. a a few talented players and Oubre Jr. really turned it around last year at the end of the year I think in the second half of the year he averaged 17 a game for the Warriors that's no joke you know especially playing as the third or fourth option Mm -hmm. that's a real that's a real you know at at best he was the third option on that team offensively Mm -hmm. so I mean I think he and he's only 25 at at 25 years old I mean he clearly he must have been looking for a lot initially now he doesn't really have a choice I mean no one no one can give him a lot if they wanted to. You know, yeah. no one's got the money. He could go to what, San Antonio or, or or OKC. At that point, it's two of the least desirable locations in the NBA, you know, especially if you're trying to make a name for yourself. I guess if he goes mm-hmm. to OKC, he can kind of, you know, get so, he can get some minutes and, and be kind of their number one wing option. You know, I don't know. Maybe he signs a, a one-year, you know, $15 million deal again you know, or one year, $20 million deal or something like that, $18 million to, to another prove-it deal. He makes some money, and, you know, they have the cap space to spend. Why not? But yeah. I, I think he was looking for something big and just never materialized. No. No, I don't think so either. How do we feel about the Bulls? The Bulls, a lot of people are uh, talking uh, about the Bulls, you I, know? I, yeah, I mean, you know, Caruso, four-year deal, $37 million. Lonzo, four-year, $80-something million. A little too rich for my blood. They uh they obviously get Demar Derozan on a three year eighty five million deal which which to Derozan was very efficient fifty percent last year seven assists per game he low key had a really good year but three years eighty five million for Derozan is still ridiculous to me it's um, insane and, and it's I insane. didn't hear a negative thing about it that was lost, such they a they lost a, Daniel Daniel Tice who's a big loss for them he's good yeah, and Thaddeus Young went to the uh, Spurs in the in that deal so they, but yeah they, they got they lost a lot of their front court depth really and they and they added a lot of guards um, you know they're a they're a great team on paper I mean it's 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 you know they have Lonzo they have DeRozan uh, they still have Laurie which will likely be traded they have um, who they have they have Vucevic they have who's the other one I'm I'm missing. If I was yeah, if I was them, I'd I'd call Oklahoma City and see. I don't know if I mean Oklahoma City probably has the money to sign Laurie outright, because it doesn't seem like Chicago would match anything major. But I mean, they also if they can, I guess they'll match it just to keep the asset. At I heard this he's going. I heard he's going to be traded most likely. Well, yeah, but he's a restricted free agent, so he's got to sign somewhere first. So yeah. It, no, I, mean, I know. It's going to be like a sign. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming it'll be a sign and trade. Cause, but, I mean, OKC's got all those picks. If I was in Chicago has, I think they have one first-round pick they can either use or trade in the next seven years. They've mortgaged their entire future for this team. That's another reason I don't like this, this team for the Bulls. They have no real path to get better if it doesn't work out. And I don't think anyone's sitting here, even in Chicago, saying this is a title-contending team. That's I don't even think my, they're saying this is yeah. an Eastern Conference-contending team. No, I mean, you know, they're probably, to me, they're a six or seven seed with probably the potential of being, I don't know, a four or five if it's if everything works out, but I don't even think that's going to happen. My friend who's a Bulls fan is very excited because he, quite frankly, hasn't had much to be excited about. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they're, they're not, I'm like, they're not good enough to win at all, so it's like they have a lot of bad contracts right now. But I think they have, they're going to be battling it out right there with the Knicks and Celtics for that five, six, seven range. Yeah, that's where I see them. Five, six, seven, and the Hawks. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think the Hawks. Are, those I mean, are the, let's, those are if, those. Are, I mean, on paper, those are the five through eight right now. 
Yeah. Um, and then yeah, maybe, you're right. And maybe probably the Hornets are probably competing down a little lower and just for the eight seed or whatever. But uh, obviously injury is going to have a huge impact, and and we'll see how these teams chemistry wise get together. But I'm not as sold on the Bulls as the as the public is. Um, no, I'm not either. I mean, yeah, it's just I, I, they've I just, to I mean, me they've mortgaged all their assets to get a team that might make the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. You know, whereas yeah. a team like the Knicks are also in that same boat, but they have the most assets in the league outside the Thunder. And a lot of their players that they've had, like Vucevic, Levine, very good players, obviously, but they've never really been like winning players. They've never really been on a winning team. So it's and like, they've also reached their ceiling. Like they, yeah, we DeRozan know what they helps. are. DeRozan, DeRozan definitely ha- has done winning in his career. He definitely helps, but um, yeah, I'm not buying the Bulls as a contender or, you know. Lonzo's got to take that real jump to be a true franchise point guard. Yeah, for them to be serious contenders. Yeah, and for him to be worth that money. I mean, yeah, twenty one. Making twenty one million a year. That's a, that's franchise point guard money. Yeah, that's I, not, I, you know, if I was signing Lonzo, I wouldn't give him more than fifteen. Fifteen would probably be my cap. And that's probably what took the Knicks out of the the equation for him. I think they were looking at that fifteen to seventeen million range, and as soon as people were throwing, yeah. plus. They wanted to sign a trade, you know, and the, the Bulls had to give up assets to get him. Yeah, you know, they did. I, I don't think the Knicks were trying to do that, and that's why Kemba Walker became such an attractive move for them. You know, they didn't have to give up anything. Oh, yeah. You know, I'll sure. take Lonzo, at, I mean, Kemba at $8 million and not giving up anything over Lonzo at 21 and having to give up assets. Mm-hmm. Not Wouldn't be me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, I think that was. it's been an exciting NBA free agency. Um Definitely has Surely been. not over yet. Uh, there's, if you look at the, you know, there's still a lot of players that could be impactful in ways still out there. Um, and I, you know, with summer league getting started, I think Thursday or Friday, uh, we're gonna get a, our first look at these guys. You know, at the, you know, you know, the the younger guys, the you know, the draft picks and kind of these uh, younger guys that have been hanging around for a while, you know, last two years. So that's an exciting part. NBA back on normal schedule, um, but. Free agency, exciting, not yet over, and we'll see how kind of everyone's team shakes out from here on out. But I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, make sure you uh, give us all the follows on all the socials, Bleacher Fan and Bleacher Fan Sports. Check out the website, check out the store, hit that subscribe button, and uh, we'll be back next week.